All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Pitter patter, let's get at her. It is barn burner. There's retro. Uh, there's is uh, this is boom, and there's uh, no pinder. Although I believe reports uh, circulating, the rumor mill swirling that uh, he may well be here for tomorrow's show. He has been. Uh, he'll get all the sand out of his crack, get all cleaned up, and uh, get with us tomorrow. Can you imagine being in? humidity and and hot 30 plus degrees with that mane that he's got all that facial oh. hair and that that so sand gross. and, and he'll have beach and humidity and salt water and just like and why is he doing it i don't know it Hanging can't it's, it's gotta be is, this a, is it a youth i'm i must still want to be a young man thing or is this the his lady and let she get off on that. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't thought know. I thought ladies liked guys with bald heads so they could rub you know rub them and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Um, the thing with him is he, he can he's got a good head of hair. He could have it shorter and it would still be very thick and luxurious. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's something. I know he keeps he's uh, he he's yeah he's gonna have some nits and gnats and all kinds of fucking bugs and stuff in there when he comes back. Gross. So yeah, I can't wait to see him. Uh, today is what Wednesday today on the show. We're going to talk uh, some hockey, obviously. And, uh, friend Craig button is going to join us uh, about halfway through. Of course, he, a former Calgary flame general manager. Could he be a future Calgary flame general manager? Mm. 
he said nothing Good. of the sort. I'm just trying to stir the oh. pot. I think he's very happy doing what he's Send doing. Although I'm sure if I'm sure, you know, still knows his way around the rink. But yeah, we'll talk to Craig about what's going on with the Flames, uh, coaching, general managers, what he's seeing in uh, in the postseason and all of that as we are into round number two. Did you watch uh, some of the ice hockey last night? I watched uh, a lot of the first and the last 10 minutes of the Leafs game. And then I saw the Kraken up four to two and a one. And then the eyes started to yeah. had to bat that's understandable you're, you know you're in, yeah at east you're getting old and, and i mean east. i picked the panthers and i picked the crack and so it was guaranteed win night so sure it was yeah i'll tell you what the friggin kraken man they're 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 not they're no fluke they come at you i was reading something today and i didn't even again because i've paid this much attention to them their uh-huh. goaltending was horseshit all year apparently last and they year. still had 100 points this year too oh, yeah. i think they outscored everybody they're one of the, oh, i'll they, take it i i, I just got last year grubauer i know was, last year was, it was dreadful i know, I know yeah. the grubauer was awful last year i don't think they were good this year either and they still had 100 points because they were scoring so many goals i remember Death. bringing it up in the fall because the Sabres were one of the top three or five scoring teams in it, in the NHL. And we were like, what? That can't be. And then ever, somebody was through in Seattle and ever, you know, same thing. You're like, no, Seattle, get out of here. They're terrible. Good. To your, uh, to your point, Red Warner, uh, both Philip Grubauer, Martin Jones, now Joey Decord, the former Ottawa Senator goaltender, he mm-hmm. got a few games in there, but really the split uh, 39, well, as far as starts, 42 starts for Jones, 36 starts for Grubauer. Neither one of them were over a 900 save percentage. 887 for Jones, 895. Marty Jones, 2.99. Grubauer, 2.85. So, yeah, those aren't sparkling numbers by any means. Oh, so, yeah, they... Right, and they still won a ton of games, 100 points. I think they're good. And we all thought they were terrible and that the coach was an idiot. Like, why did they hire this Haxtell guy? What are they doing? Let's see here. They had, here we go. They were the sixth highest scoring team in terms of goals for in the regular season. So maybe, Rhett, if you'd have paid a little closer attention, we wouldn't be so stunned right now. Why are you reading that today? Like, only today you no, read no. this? No, no, no. We're always stunned. What do you mean? Pay attention, not be stunned. I'd be even more stunned Then I'd have things in my head that would stop me from even thinking I'd get, I'd get bogged down. Yeah. They're interesting watching some of the things that are taking place. We'll get into it in the Pinder report, but the Florida, I, I don't know what we're watching because you, you get into round one and oh, there's upsets and it's fun and this and that. And then you get into, are we watching if, if it's a Seattle, Florida, Yes. The thing that we're talking about in a few weeks, never in a million years would anybody have picked that. You said it yesterday. And on one hand, we just said Seattle, one of the top scoring teams in the league. Florida, they were President's Trophy winner, what, two years ago, weren't they last year? But uh, bottomed up. They aren't, they aren't bad hockey teams. But does it give you pause to the just get in and anything can happen discussion? 
fair to Seattle didn't just get in. Florida kind of did. Yeah, Seattle didn't just get in. And I think <laughs> if you were the Buff, okay, so again, I go relate to Buffalo because I'm here right now and I've watched the team and they Are haven't you? made the playoffs forever. If the Florida or if the Buffalo Sabres just got in, that's an absolute home run. And my point is, it depends on what your lineup is. And so when I relate it to the, the, the Buffalo Sabres, young, very youthful organization. If you're just getting in as a young bunch of young whippersnappers, it's a great thing. If you're related to the Calgary Flames and their approach, veteran-laden squad, not a bunch of young whippersnappers, a absolute must-win-now uh, scenario for that lineup, just getting in? No. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> if, right? There's a difference. Yeah. Getting in with a bunch of kids that are playing hard and you're ex and giving her? Yeah. Getting in because you can't get your shit together and you're old and slow and you can barely hang on and you only have a year or two window to have success? Uh, no, 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 no. That That's not the winning in that, or just get in scenario that I'd be yeah. excited about. And, and Right? Like, to, and further to the point, who's out? I would say the older teams are out. The Rangers were older, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe the Kings aren't, but they played a youthful Oilers team with a couple of superstars there, so it's kind of a unique situation. The Boston Bruins were older, record-setting, yep. but older and looked slower. Who else has faltered here? That's how bad the brain is, right? Who else is you know, we talked about it. We talked about it a few months ago. It's the copycat league and that whole thing. And then when teams have success, other teams try and emulate it. There's no doubt that it is a young league. And we've seen oh. that. And I think part of that is tied to the blown leads and come from behind games that we've seen. I think some of that's conducive to some immaturity or inexperience and just youthful whatever. It also helps when you have highly skilled guys. I mean, New Jersey, are they young? They are, but they have a couple first overall picks. The Oilers have some really good high draft picks. Uh, Tampa Bay, when they were they were a young team not that long ago. I I think it's I think you have to, and then you spin it to the Calgary Flames. We were talking before in the pre-show. We were discussing about the next general manager, and I asked Frank. I guess it was yesterday, and Alex. We were talking about it. Is this a mess? Is this a desirable spot for whoever comes in here? I think it's, you have a hand in what it's going to be. You can have a veteran team. You can have a young team. You can, you can do a lot of different things. I, I just think that it's maybe too easy, but I just see the speed and the youth in today's game. And if you're asking me, are we going to be signing Lindholm and Backlund and some of these other guys to longer-term deals? Trouble. No. I just don't think I am. I really don't. You're asking for trouble. I don't think it's a disaster, the Calgary Flames. It's not what I would. The, I think the greatest gift that a new GM will have is that he's a new GM. And it's not going to be. You have some time. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that the, the shelf life of a GM 
is a little longer than the shelf life of our two to three, two years of coaches, right? So you can put a game plan in place. Now, if you choose to go with this veteran group, I think you have no success. You may make the playoffs next year. They were close enough. Markstrom's, we keep saying it, a couple saves here, a goal there. Hubert gets a few more points. I, I, and I, I think I said it to you yesterday. Put this team, the Calgary Flames squad, in the playoffs and tell me who they're beating. Out of, I, I the, out of the teams that are left, who the hell are they going to? So you're going to, who are, what, in what matchup are you picking the Calgary Flames to win a series? Go back even one series or one round. We are jaded though, right? It, because I don't give a we, shit. We've been around it enough. We're not jaded. We're educated. We're not jaded. We're educated. We've watched it enough. I, I, it's too easy to say we don't have a clue what we're talking about and it's fresh, so we're mad and upset. Yep. And when I start F-bombing and getting mad, it's because of emotion and it's immature. And it, Yeah, that's being jaded and emotional. This is not jaded and emotional. Go through the lineups. They're old. Nazem Kadri, 32. Huberto's going to be 30. Our youth is Andrew Mangiapane. He's 27, turning 28. Michael Backlund is mid-30s, 35. Milan Lucic, 35. Blake Coleman, 31. Lindholm's going to be 28 this year. You're going to sign him again. He's going to be a 30-plus. If you sign all these guys, you're going to have how many guys 30 plus at the end of their contracts who's taking them if you don't win and i don't think you will win right like it seems, 24 it, now who's the use it seems easy right i because even and then throw to foley in that mix he's had a yes. great season you, you, i just can't what I just what, worry that what you, GM uh, yeah. in the NHL in today's know. world is building a team around 30 plus year olds? It might not be disaster scenario for GM walking in and taking this roster. I think, but it is not a good thing. Let if you want, we should do it with button. It'd be fun. Yeah. You do it. Put your GM hat on. Look at the Flames roster and what they have going for it. And pick a team that's in a worse spot. Give me, give me a list of three or four teams that are in a worse spot than the Calgary Flames. You could say the Columbus Blue Jackets, but the Columbus are—are are they? Well, not if they pick first overall in a month, <laughs> right? Like is. that's just it. All this changes again because you see guys like Hughes out there. Kicking ass. You get a top five draft pick and he shows up and plays good. You got a yeah. Chuck, 100 point guy, and he's dominating. Right? Like, and you know the thing? You watch this, this playoff. I forget who I was watching the other day, and they were talking about chemistry. It's one of those things that they're like, just who have you got in your room? Who, what kind of people, what kind of players, who have you got? And it's hard to tell sometimes, but. When you know, or if you, because it's so much about analytics right now and, and, and all of this, and people say, oh, what's the grit chart? What's he got for grit? What are his intangibles? You see a guy like Oliver Bjorkstrand, who was picked up in the offseason by, well, went to Seattle for a couple. The guy just seems to score 
big goals. He's just always scored. This Carter Verhage thing, he added another game winner last night, Brad. And I'll have the details coming up. Since the start of last season's playoffs, he has six game-winning goals. Six of their last nine games that they've won in the playoffs. And he was just a guy that was in Tampa Bay and then was a free agent and went to Florida. You have to have a little, It's you have to have that balance. And you saw what Tampa Bay had it. You had your high-end guys. Hedman, high draft pick. Stamkos, number one. Then you needed some of your diamonds in the rough, like a Braden Point. You love grabbing those guys or whatever in the fourth round or whatever it was. But then you also need your Kalorns and Yanni Gord and Andre Palat. You got to have... You got to have a little bit of everything. So you can't just be young. You can't. I I don't know. It's a, I, I, I feel like in some ways the Flames are still in a good spot that you don't need to go through a deep valley here. I disagree. But man, some of those, the term on some of those contracts is going to be, is pretty tough. But I just think it leaves you very little wiggle room when it comes to what you're doing this or next offseason with these group of impending UFAs. The two big contracts the two the two big contracts that you signed last summer, which you're living to brought in with Kadri and Huberto, are going to be boat anchors. Kadri is not going to perform as good as he did last year for Colorado ever, ever, ever again. Never ever. And Huberto I would keep my fingers crossed and I will try to keep an open mind, but I said it before we signed him that I didn't think he was a superstar and a guy that was going to lead the way. I hope I'm wrong because if I'm not, you're going to have 18 million bucks of dead cap or comp, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and guys that are getting older and shittier and not getting lots of ice time aren't going to be the best guys to have kicking around a dressing room. You think about right? Milan Lucic, right? You heard a lot I, about, oh, you know what? He's been a good guy. He's been a good guy. Not everybody is going to be as good a guy as Luch is in his later years, near the end of a contract where he's making big dough and isn't getting the ice time that he thinks he, he was making. And he was making five. This is this mm -hmm. three of him. You think Kadri's going to... and. And, and even if they are good guys, I don't give a shit how high the cap goes. That's too much money to having guys that can't perform. Again, I can be wrong. I don't think I'll be wrong with Kadri. I just don't think that. I mean, even when we signed him, it was like, well, we got a window to win here. Yeah, the back end of it's not going to be as good, but it gives us a chance we got to have success right now. Okay. Sure. We didn't. And Hubert Orr was terrible last year. By all accounts. So yeah. is he a 100-point guy? Is he a 50-point guy? He's not a 115-point guy. That's too hard to do. And he ain't going to do it. That ain't happening again. Can he get 80 to 90? Maybe. That's best-case scenario. And I don't think the way he moves, that in three years, he's going to be putting up 90. I don't. I don't yeah. think so. And all the capital... I don't know. I, again, I go back to look at their roster and then look at all around the league and tell me who's worse. I'm sure there are. I've not done the research, 
but I would suspect it's a short list. And and there's a difference between being a bad team like Chicago, but Chicago has a game plan. They've deliberately, yeah, they're horseshit because they want to be. They're choosing to be bad so that they can get better in the long run. They've got a game plan for it. We might just be bad. What happens there too is with a team like Chicago is they reach their their apex and then realized we're bad and we can try and plug holes and find some try and remain good let's stay in the playoffs and let's try and compete let's just get in and see what happens because anything can happen or no we've had our run with this group we need we're not going to win it's that i think it's tough you have to take a look in the mirror and decide we have to take a step back to take two or three steps forward I wonder. We'll talk with Craig Button coming up uh, in a little bit. Welcome to the Tower Chrysler Studios, by the way. Here we are, the Tower Chrysler Studios. We're separately together. I was on Instagram this morning, and one of the sales guys, Tower Chrysler, on their Instagram, they they, they do a lot on social media. They're very good at it with some vehicles. This guy was doing this thing about the new uh, the Cherokee, the Trailhawk. It was so good. I might go get one today. I might get two. What time is it? You flush with cash, big boy. That is awesome. Well, you know what? I'm two. not. I think you should I'm get two because but... I don't have a I don't have a vehicle there. So when I get there, I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll borrow one. Mother's Day's coming up. Get mama one. You know, it's uh, Tower Chrysler, the uh, number one. Voted the favorite Dodge Ram dealer in uh, in Southern Alberta. I think that's how it goes. Something like that. Go see Search. Go and see the, the 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 boys and girls over at Tower and take care of yourself. Um, I want to let's. I want to mention uh, Gray Eagle, the Gray Eagle Re- Resort and Event Center. Tomorrow night, they have got Ario Speedwagon tickets are still available at Ticketmaster. This is a, truly when you think about it. If you're of a certain vintage, you couldn't go anywhere for a long, long time without hearing some Ario Speedwagon. They were all over your radio. Still today, one of the uh, most successful artists from the uh, the '80s. Live in concert Thursday, May the fourth. Get your tickets on Saturday. Canadian supergroup Walk Off the Earth. It's the best trib- the tribute band for the Beatles ever. It's the Fab Four. And then next Thursday, Theory of a Dead Man, the Dinosaur Tour. It's been it's a busy week. And I believe somewhere in here is the uh, sold-out Megadeth show. So they got a lot going on over at Grey Eagle always. Go and check out their website, grayeagleresortandcasino.ca. All concerts at, are at the Grey Eagle Event Center. Ticketmaster.ca to get all the all the tickets and announced yesterday sarah mclaughlin canadian songstress uh just a true a delight a wonderful wonderful canadian artist august 18th at the event center tickets go on sale for the general public tomorrow if you are one of the preferred you know if you have the on sale the pre-sale codes then you can get those now but the uh, sarah mclaughlin tickets go on sale on mass tomorrow at Ticketmaster.ca for Sarah McLaughlin at the Grey Eagle Resort and Casino and the Event Center. I've got a uh, got a little trip down memory lane for you in a little bit, Retro. I want to get into the Pinder Report because I know we've got Craig coming up in about oh, 15 minutes. So I'm going to do the Pinder Report here for you right now. It's a presentation of Village Honda where that... Uh, Million dollar buy-in event continues. Get cash for your vehicle. Village Honda paying top dollar. Top dollar. Cash. 
and they'll throw in a tropical cruise to boot. Need those used vehicles. They want to jam that lot full of used, the best used vehicles, and are willing to uh, put their money where their mouth is. VillageHonda.com is the website. They are in the Northwest Automall. They are your dealership for life. As we get into the Pinder report, we'll start with the uh, the Panteros and the Maple Leafs. What do they say about the Panteros? Read something about. Uh, Everyone loves the. I think it was chicks dig the Panteros when they went on the road. That's right. So, uh, hey, Toronto, lock up your daughters because what a night it was. Uh, round two underway. You may have heard the Leafs finally got out of the first round this year, Retro. I don't know if you heard that. Uh, it's just a little bit of news uh, about on the weekend, I suppose. They were so excited. Now, remember, this goes back after the clinching game against Tampa Bay. Everybody's outside in the whatever mosh pitting they're doing outside the rink. Now, remember what the fans were chanting after this win? Remember, take a listen here. So It was Florida or the Boston Bruins. So it seemed like uh, Florida the softer touch. That's what the Leaf fans wanted. That's what they got. The Panthers jump out with a 4-2 win in game one. Florida leads it one game to none as the Leafs uh, weren't, I mean, they weren't terrible, but uh, the 0 for 4 of the power play doesn't help. You got to get that power play going. But how about... You talk about guys coming up, and I'll run through a few guys here. I mentioned Verhage. I'll get into detail again. Brandon Montour. Remember, he had two goals oh. against Boston, wasn't it, in Game 7? He has six goals in eight playoff games. I remember I'm, when... I'm, sorry, sorry, I, I, I got to go ahead. I remember when Pinder was lambasting uh, that trade out of... out of uh, Where did he come from? From Buffalo. Why would you pick up Montour? Uh, what a terrible... He's good. Yeah, it's it's because the analytics, the, all the graphs, his Venn diagrams and his buddy Jay Fresh, all the data and numbers on Montour were atrocious. Last oh, no. year, he had 37 points in 80, 81 games. So 37 points two years ago. This past season, 73. Fifth in defense scoring. That's a breakout. Are those all the weaker points that he just kind of? I pick would up take thirty-seven points? points. I think thirty-seven's damn good. <laughs> Seventy-three is phenomenal. <laughs> Carter Verhage scores again. He's got eleven goals already this postseason. That's now the new Florida Panther franchise record for goals in a single postseason. He's got them in He's eight games. Beat Pie? I think Pie had it. It was Pie and Ray Shepard were tied with Shep uh, with ten. That's yeah, right. so he's got eleven now. Another game winner for Verhage. Going back to last season, the four wins against Washington, four wins this year against Boston, and now one against Toronto. Nine playoff wins. Verhege has the game winner in six of them. That's incredible. And our old friend Sam Bennett, a goal and an assist, and uh, Matthew Kachuk. It it really hurts. It hurts my heart because I, you loved him. This is exactly what you knew he was was capable of doing. Off the charts, where good. The, where did this go wrong? Where was this mismanaged? And can we make can we lambaste someone because they aren't there anymore? COVID, blame COVID. Okay. There's an American guy, and, and the other thing of it is too. I just think, I just remember his dad when he was in Winnipeg, 
he was a very good player, but he just he didn't want to be in Winnipeg. He was from Boston. He wanted to play in a big American market. He signed an offer sheet to go to Philadelphia. Winnipeg matched it. And then they moved to Arizona, so that was good for a bit. But they, I just I just think Matthew But he okay, knew so, he knew that he was good enough that he was a good enough player that he was going to be able to kind of call his shots. Prior to COVID, prior to COVID, was he not up for a contract and we wouldn't pay him? It was there was a bridge deal made or something. Yeah, he wanted. I mean, he wanted big money, right? He wanted the eight years. And I get it. I get it. He wanted. I think he wanted like nine, ten million a year for eight years. And at that time, it was well, you've you're you've had a good year. But let's let's talk. How about seven? How about something? I some, wonder what and that that's, number was. I know. It's hard I, because you made a good you, you made a good point. <laughs> you made a good point uh, in the pre-show uh, about Bennett, Big Mouth Bennett. If we hadn't Wayne traded Bennett. him to Florida, yeah. If we hadn't traded Bennett to Florida, and he's calling all of his buddies in Calgary saying, "Fellas, fellas, it's great, fellas." I remember it because as soon as he left and remember he was kind of the first one gone. This was before Goudreau and Kachuk and all of this sort of happened. They, out goes Bennett, goes to Florida. And I remember the story came out about two or three weeks afterwards. How's life in Florida? Well, I won't lie to you. It's pretty good. He went out and bought like a McLaren or a Maserati or a Lamborghini or something. He said, oh, I'm driving my Lambo to the rink every day. I'm in flip-flops. This is fucking great. You guys wouldn't believe it. Shut up, Good Benny. Man. Yeah, shut you. You ruined up, it for everybody. Benny. Plus, you shouldn't Benny. drive Love that those fat, fancy fast cars and flip flops. Slide around. That's true. You need and driving things. gloves and racing yeah. boots. Yeah. So, as far as Kachuk, uh, three assists, nine hits, 20 minutes, 45 seconds in ice time. He's the heartbeat of this team. Somebody said um, he's the best American in the playoffs. Maybe the best American player right now. Uh, he might, he's one of the best players in the playoffs right now, let alone American. I mean, after Dreisaitl, McDavid, you're not having to squint too hard. I know Jack, our, our guy, has been texting. He's asking, where, where is Kachuk right now in the whole scheme of things? He's back-to-back 100-plus point seasons. Everything that he brings to the table as far as, you know. You know what he is? To play against, that sort you know of thing. You know what he is? He's cheap as mm-hmm. chips. For what he's given you, he's yeah. cheap as chips and chips are delicious they are so delicious it kills me uh darren haynes our buddy darren haynes went and did the math 27 playoff games with calgary chucky had 15 points eight playoff games with florida 14 points <laughs> now does that 27 account count the the stupid play-in round i think probably it does yeah, and that. in there, I remember so he took out Shifley. Yeah, he took Shifley out. A dirty, dirty player. Four straight wins for your buddy Bobber. Sergei Bobrovsky had been kind of left for dead earlier this season. That ties Beezer for longest playoff winning streak in Panthers history. Set that in 96 retro, you may recall. Sergei Bobrovsky made some big saves. I didn't know. I mean, it happens. He, he was with, remember, he was with uh, Columbus when they booted tampa bay that year in round one so he's got the ability it just makes there's some real high highs and low lows with that guy some some days he just looks like he should never be playing in the league again and then other times it's oh yeah this is the guy that's worth 10 million a year 
I'm trying to think of Beezer winning four in a row, but I don't remember four in a row. Four straight wins is what it says here. Uh, speaking of 96, this win is the first for Florida in round two since 96. Now, remember, they had that, they won the playoff round last year. It was their first playoff round win since 96, but then they got yeah, swept they by got Tampa Bay. So they had not won a game rolled. in round two. Yeah. Yeah. Last time it would have been against the bad boys, the, the Broad Street Bullies. And the old spectrum with Lindros and LeClaire just running around crushing people. Yeah, because it was a uh, sweep in the final, I recall, too, right? Freaking Uve Croup. Uve Croup. Come on. Now, as it turns out, in Toronto, big crowd, everybody's so excited in Toronto. It turns out not everybody is cheering for the Leafs in Toronto. Now, someone had a keen eye here. It was, uh, it was on the broadcast. If you look at this pick here, it's a screenshot from after one of the goals so here's a it's in toronto but hey here's a couple like two nothing right game one a couple florida panther fans maybe it's for Hagee's mom and dad or sister i'm not sure what it is so there you go it's I'm, it's not crazy to think that there'd be some florida panthers fans in toronto but somebody the, then the detectives went to work the internet police and the internet detectives went to work i kind of recognize that guy didn't i see that guy before oh wait well wait oh. a minute now the same two same seats same two people last round <laughs> cheering for tampa bay <laughs> so it. what the hell so we go a little bit deeper somebody's like you know what i swear i recognize that guy really some some good detective work look at this fucking guy that's yes. the regular season dude's in the same seats wearing an arizona jersey after a game winner for the Coyotes, my that is some dedication. Ever. My new favorite fan, best ever. Whatever. Anti-Leafs. He's it. And you know what? He's got to be uh, doing well for himself because uh, you got to shell out some dough to have season tickets in the lower bowl and all those jerseys. Do you think he's got like 31 NHL teams in his closet and just cycles through them whenever somebody's in town to play the Leafs? Not bad. I hope so. Not bad. I hope so. <laughs> All of a sudden, a big game, too, for, uh, he was for even, all the Leaf fans. He was even <laughs> coming up on He was day. being a cat for a while. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's good stuff. Uh, the other game, Seattle improved to 4-1 and one on the road this postseason for the second straight series. They're out to a one-game-to-none lead. They stun Colorado, and now it's uh, it's Dallas. Beat them in overtime by a score of five to four. They actually had a four-two lead in this one. Uh, they scored three in the first in 52 seconds to go up four to two. Gets to overtime. Yanni Gord spins, fires, beats Jake Ottinger over the shoulder. Eberle, Borkstrand, both with a goal and an assist, and there you have it. Um, Maddie Beniers getting a point there as well. How about Joe? Uh, look at uh, look at Joe. Well, it's about time he started putting up some points. He was terrible in the first round. Well, he got kabonged, if you remember, in the first round against uh, the Minnesota <laughs> terrible. Wild. He was useless. He was a terrible yeah. pick. If you picked him, he was awful. He was invisible then, after that hit by uh, Dumbo. And then, you know, and then this comes up after I'm berating guys for being 30. Can't perform. Oldest, uh, slow and useless. Yeah. 
he uh it was rocket richard previously now joe pavelski the oldest player in nhl history to have a four goal game there he's nine for nine in the face off dot six shots just under 20 minutes of ice unbelievable incredible player and i remember when he signed with dallas it was like hey i don't know man signed him signed him again he just continues to be so valuable and you talk about a guy who is he's not one obviously with san jose all those years that couldn't get over the hump but he is american but he could probably play for me i like a bastard i like pick him up um philip grubauer 31 saves game two goes on thursday there you have it so tonight the other two series will get underway. We'll start with Carolina and New Jersey. Carolina's been off since Friday. They took care of the New York Islanders in six. And of course, the Devils just beat the Rangers on Monday night. They split their four-game set in the regular season. There you have it, two and two, two, one, one. You know how it goes. Um, most Now, I guess of this, that's worth noting. They played the four games. The Devils won the final two. So as they kind of got through the season... They got better against the Canes. 3-0 shutout win on March 12th, the most recent win for the Devils against Carolina. But it was Vitek Vanacek in net for that one, if you recall. He was the guy who started the playoffs, but now it's Kira Schmid. This guy's been unbelievable. He's played the last five games and uh, put them on his back in that win against New York. Now the Canes, no Svechnikov, no Teravina, no Pacioretty. The Devils are feeling it. I think we both took... The devils to win this series did we not or you took the case i have no clue so it's opposite of whatever you right. and pinder were rock me go. like a so hurricane that, uh, I, believe I said right <laughs> you love the scorps that's a five o'clock start tonight uh mountain time and then oh mama edmonton is in vegas to play the golden knights the oilers fared pretty well against vegas this season three oh and one including two wins in vegas interesting four different goalies played for vegas in the four games they had some they had aiden hill logan thompson laurent brassois and jonathan quick all played against the oilers however one win for the golden knights it was brassois the former oiler who got it he will be the guy in net tonight so uh, i know we both picked the oilers in this series in relatively short and tidy fashion they've been They've been hugely impressive. They really have. Since that trade at the deadline to pick up Matthias Ekholm, they have won 22 of their last 27 games. And it's not. You can. I think you can confidently say now, for the first time since he showed up, that this isn't just Connor McDavid. This is more than just a Connor McDavid team. And obviously Dreisaitl in there. It just feels like now they've got the Kane addition. Say what you will about his off-ice BS, but he's a, he's a star forward, and they've got some depth, and their D is better, and I like their goaltending better than it has been. Jeez, I I need to check myself in because I'm have I, I'm 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 I want them to win this series. I can't. Well, as soon as you said Vegas, it, I was I was actually I'm like I can't cheer for Vegas. I'm almost. Ugh. I know. Just move on. Move on. <laughs> okay. Now, some uncertainty. 
this could be more good news for the Oilers, not just that we're on the bandwagon. Um, Mark Stone of the Golden Knights, you know, he missed the good chunk of the second half of the year. He's got, he's had back issues for, for so long. Video here from yesterday, practice at their uh, practice facility for the Golden Knights. Oh. Now you'll see skating off is Mark Stone partway through. Now this yeah. either looks like he's got uh, some IBS or his back is bugging him again. Watch the walk here. This is what you call, this is oh, ginger. I've been there. Brett, look at it. I've right? been there. I've been there. So, hey, maybe he plays. You can take some shots and needles and get all figured out, but not ideal. That looks less than 100%. A lot of water bottles. Delicious. How's Biosteel doing? water bottles. Isn't that Camillary? Camillary's making millions of Not anymore. Stuff. I think they sold it to some weed company. Did they? And Matt Nickel? Good guys. Good talk to so Matt So there you Nickel go. Oilers. Did you? Yesterday? Text them. Come on. NHL announced their Lady Bing nominees because I know you love gentlemanly players yep. and, Big and gentlemanly Big conduct. News. I waited up to hear this. <laughs> you didn't have to. It was like late afternoon. New Jersey Devil Center Jack Hughes, Eastern. the Eastern Kings Ansh Kopitar, and Braden Point, the three finalists for the Lady Bing, awarded to, quote, the player adjudged to have established the best type of sportsmanship and gentlemanly conduct combined with a high standard of playing ability, end quote. Uh, people in Vancouver very upset that uh, Pedersen didn't get nominated here. He had, Are they? Didn't he have 100 points this year? Yeah, I think so. I didn't think anyone in Vancouver was watching hockey anymore. So. Yeah. Selkie Award. That's, uh, everyone loves a good Selkie. Mm -hmm. Patrice Bergeron, New Jersey's Nico Heischer, and Mitch Marner of the Leafs. Three finalists for the Frank J. Selkie Awarded to, quote, the forward who best excels in the defensive aspects of the game, end quote. Tell you what, Marner? You start, if, you, if you start watching this Devils team, this friggin' 80 points in 81 games, 31 goals, he's on the ice all the time. And I think that this was a first overall pick that maybe left people wanting. This It gets kind of into those, if Pinder were here, he'd be able to tell you all about it. But it's the nerd numbers, the... Goals for, goals against, five on five, and he's on the ice. He's a shutdown guy who's also a point per game. Took a while, but this guy has arrived. The saving grace for the Devils was the fact that that other kid wouldn't eat pizza. So they were like, no chance. If you're not going to have a slice of pie living in Jersey, New York area, we don't want you. We'll Logan this. Patrick, he is should... that who it was? That's I don't know. Right. If it was, was it Logan? Yeah. Or Patrick? Nolan Patrick. Nolan no. Patrick. Yeah, the Wheat King. How do you not eat pizza? It is a red flag. All right, thanks Fuck for coming word. in, Logan. Great meeting. Thanks. Well, uh, hey, yeah. good luck on Friday. Not a fucking chance. Did you hear what he said about pizza? <laughs> Fuck. If we had pizza on the desk, he wouldn't take a piece. Wouldn't touch it. Wouldn't touch it. Like, at least Gaudreau would have cheese pizza. You know, he wouldn't have any of the pepperoni. It was only cheese, but uh, this guy it's wouldn't like have any at all. like that weirdo Peter's uh, coach. Uh, Dickinson and his burgers. He doesn't like burgers or something. Weirdo. What are you, Dave what are you Dickinson. talking about Dave? Come on. What was, Dave. He, what was his thing? He, he didn't, didn't like, like burgers. burgers or only... 
He's yeah, above a burger. He's too good for the burger. Can't, how can he be above a burger? Can't be bothered uh, with the burger. Trio of Calgary Flames headed to Finland to suit up for, I think it's Finland, right? Uh, for Team Canada at the Men's World Hockey Championships. Mackenzie Weger, he agreed Latvia. to go a couple. Uh, is it Latvia? Yeah, I don't know what the hell it is. And Finland. Is that the Both same thing? They're combined. Hmm. Toffoli is in. Tyler Toffoli coming off his best uh, offensive season in the NHL. 34 goals, 73 points. Played at the Worlds in 2015 for Canada, winning gold. And Milan Lucic. Now we know why he was on the ice with the Wranglers there last week or whatever it was. Keeping himself in shape. Luch is off to the Worlds to play for Team Canada. Is so that a him. good sign for Team Canada or is that a uh, red flag? Leadership, oh, Leadership. Sorry. Leadership. We're going to take one of these. We're going to take a timeout on the uh, on the Pinder report, and we will come back uh, with the second half. Or well, That's not the last couple of stories on the Pinder report, but you don't make, when you get uh, these kind of guests uh, on the show, you don't make them wait. Former NHL general manager, part of the uh, Cool Button podcast with Steve Coolius. There he is. Look at him. Looking sharp, ready to roll. Craig Button joins the show. Hi, Craig. How are you, man? <laughs> I am good. You know, it was amazing, though, to watch Rhett. I mean, he's got that beautiful red shirt on. And I could feel his skin crawling underneath him when he was thinking about, I don't want Vegas to win, but that means I have to have a pick somebody. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's just the way it is, right, Rhett? I mean, there's just no way around it. My brother cheered for the Oilers when I was young, and he would rub it in my face. And I grew up, in, or my dad grew up where near where Trache grew up. So I was supposed to be an Islander fan. And then the Oilers, I've I've disliked them for my whole existence (laughs) as a person. It goes against everything, everything. How did Steve Stales wear a Calgary Flames jersey after all those years in Edmonton? Is he not back working for that organization too? He is, yeah. He's, uh, you know, he's a real sharp guy and he's, Doing a whole host of different things. I mean, did a great job with Hamilton and route to the uh, Memorial Cup last year. They didn't win, but real sharp guy, and he, he's back there. And I, I think he'll find himself into into the serious uh, areas of management in, in the not too distant future. We talk, and I, 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 I got to tell you guys too. Anybody that's anti burger, anti pizza, I mean, that is character defining. Exactly, <laughs> it is. It was part of your GM I don't trust interviews, the... right? When you interviewed yeah. kids, oh. you're like, hey, what kind of pizza you eat? Well, I, mean, I say the well, same thing about uh, about people that don't like fart jokes. If you don't like a fart joke, and if you don't like pizza or burgers, get out. It's a huge red flag. Can't trust But lie. If you don't like pizza, just lie. Just say, you know what? I'm really full. I had a big breakfast. Don't go anti-pizza, anti-burger. <laughs> weird people it's these kids nowadays craig kids nowadays uh as i was saying we had you on not that long ago to uh welcome you to the uh to the company the nation network with the uh, with cool button you and uh and cooley and at the time i guess we were talking about brad for living and daryl sutter and the relationship between the two and what was it was it really maybe as bad as we were led to believe and Ah, it'll all kind of figure itself out and they'll all come together. Yet here we are now and the GM leaves and then two weeks later the coach leaves. The order doesn't really make sense to me. It makes me wonder why one, why both happened if one could have happened. I get your take 
on what you've seen here is now Calgary is without GM or coach. Yeah, well, it, it, it's interesting because Brad had been here for so long and, and then he steps away. And I mean, you know, Daryl with two years left on his contract, you know, you, you, you would think, okay, this is a scenario where, you know, people are going to have to uh, understand, okay, what can we do better? What can we manage better? What, how can we coach better? And, you know, every situation with a coach and a manager is going to have its moments of friction. That's just normal course of, of, of operation. But, you know, when, when Brad leaving and, you know, and, and maybe wanting a longer term contract and not being there and feeling that, hey, listen, I want to be rewarded for the work that I've done. I get that part of it. But with, with Daryl being let go, I, I wasn't surprised and yet I was surprised, you know, and so, surprised in the sense that, like, you know, you, you put a stake in the ground, you know, Rhett, you, you've talked about, uh, you know, you got to learn how to be coached by Daryl. We know Daryl is a good coach, but through the process that Don Maloney went through, not Brad Treliving, I think that, you know, Don decided that it was probably best. And and I don't know this either. Like you, you make one decision thinking, okay, we're going to keep Daryl, but maybe in the process of looking at other candidates to be the general manager, people are saying, I'm not coming in out of the work under that environment. And, you know, maybe that's what led Don Maloney to, to make that decision on Daryl. But, you know, it, one of the things that I think is important is that, it's a, it's a fresh slate. And, and for the players that may not have liked Daryl, that may have expressed that they weren't coming back to play or they weren't excited about coming back to play, you know, this is squarely now back on them to come back and play and play well and play to their capabilities. There will be no passing the buck or blaming others for lack of production, especially the high-paid guys. You mentioned fresh slate, and I know that Don Maloney, he used that in his press conference the other day, and I got to thinking afterwards, was, boy, a year ago, when, they, when Goudreau scores the OT winner, game seven, and you're off to round two, it didn't feel like a team that needed a fresh slate, you know? It, no one was questioning Daryl or, or, or Treliving or the team, quite frankly. It all went very south in a, very, in a short amount of time, and I guess now we talked about it earlier, and I'll ask you, if you're a, a potential, if you're a candidate for this GM job, how would you characterize the team that you would be taking over some some call it a mess some say that you're there's so much cap implications there's nothing you can do to maneuver you've been a gm if you were coming in how would you describe the situation here well i think it's a capable team i i think we look at it we're all surprised that they missed the playoffs based on uh, the, the quality of player they had. And certainly, you know, Kachuk has shown how valuable he was to the team. We know how good Goudreau was and it didn't mesh. But at the same time, th there's still a lot of good players there. I, I think, Boomer, going forward, it's about next summer. You know, like if, if all the players that are potential unrestricted free agents don't return, that creates a, a, a real challenge for the Calgary Flames because you, you're losing you're losing to Foley, you're losing Lindholm, you're losing Hannafin, you're losing Tanev. You're, you're now losing some really good players. So I think for a manager coming in, it, it's about looking at what you have and, and sustaining it and, and trying to create uh, a, an environment and a team that can have success so that you can keep certain players. And, and, and obviously the cap is always gonna play into it. But, and, and also if you can't keep some players, be able to attract some others. I mean, the Calgary Flames attracted Markstrom here. They attracted Chris Tanev here. They attracted Nazem Kadri here. That's not by accident. 
it was a players are looking competitive players are looking for an opportunity to be successful so that was that was in place so i think that for a new gm that's what you're trying to create and that's what you're you're trying to do and you know Rhett, when you got traded here you know that the, the team hadn't made the playoffs and then through your tenure here i mean it was a really good team and you're able to attract players here and, and you were a good team and you know you, you might say okay back in 01 or 02 it was harder but all of a sudden the team has success and players are excited about success and, and that's part of it, i would say good, good sorry Red, just good players want to compete and they want to have a chance to win yeah and that i was just going to say there was a time when nobody wanted to go to tampa bay like yep. envision that this Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It was like, that was like, no, no, no. You don't want to end up there. That is a, that's a black hole. You'll just get lost down there. You don't want to go play there. I mean, is there a place that guys would rather go than Tampa? I don't know. But it does change, and it's all based on winning. Yeah, I agree. With so much speed and skill and youth that we're seeing now in the playoffs, does that it, it kind of does I, to me, and it's careful what you wish for. I just feel like when you talk about potentially extending the likes of Atanev to Foley, Backland, even Lindholm, you already have Kadri and Huberdo and Uyghur signed long-term. Don't you, don't you feel like an, uh, even one more or two more long-term contracts to guys on the other side of 30 just feels extremely dangerous for this team right now? Depends how long-term they are. You know, is, is it seven-year deals? Is it four-year deals? Is it three-year deals? And I, and, and I think it's, it, it's managing all those different things. But, you know, look at Luke Shen going to Toronto. And, and you know, Bruce Boudreau, I, I talked to Bruce Boudreau prior to the trade deadline and he talked about Luke and he said, Luke really through his years playing in Tampa Bay, back to the Tampa Bay, he said he really learned what the strength and the essence of his game is. 
And now you watch Luke Shen play. Look at how much he's helping Morgan Riley. You can't have just all Morgan Riley's and you can't just have all Luke Shen. So it's always about a balance in your lineup of, of what works and where the complementary players fit. Boomer, you're right. You can't have all players on seven-year contracts where you have no flexibility. But I think that you you evaluate where players are. And, you know, Tyler Toffoli, I don't think he's ever been a fast skater. So we, we But he's a really good hockey player. <laughs> and, you know, we got to factor that in, too. You know, one of the things, I, I remember Bob Ganey saying this about Guy Carmino later in his career. He said, yeah, he couple of things he doesn't skate as fast as he once did but he knows where to go and if he doesn't if he can't get there he knows where to stand <laughs> so some Can, players are really fast and have no idea what they're doing or where to go is there a benefit or a caution or or negative i guess with that there's seven guys coming up on last year of their deal we've all seen it guys play the Pretty damn, typically guys play real good the last year of their deal. Like, can that play into the Flames' hands a little bit? Where either you're going to see results, obviously, or even if you're not, if you're struggling and you don't think you're making a playoff set, wow. But I feel like if everyone's playing up on the last mm -hmm. year of a deal, right? Like, I, I think it's really muddy because I don't know what to think about that. If guys show up and they're playing their asses off and they're having great years, that's awesome. Okay, we're going to make the playoffs. Let's reward these guys. They've done it again. They got a new coach. They, he came in and he changed the attitude. And then two years out, it's, oh, we signed these guys to long year contracts. And now we're, they've kind of dropped off. They all had career years last year. I, I worry about that a little bit. Yeah, and, and it is something to worry about. And, and, and there, Rhett, becomes, I think, a real part and, and the real essence of the manager's job. You know, understanding that there's the here and now, and then understanding what will this look like in two, three years' time. And that's where I talked about, you know, how long is long-term. And, and, you know, I, players want longer-term. I get it. And I think you're spot-on, too. You know, players are competitive, number one. Number two... You're, you have an expiring contract. You want to show that, hey, I'm deserving of a contract, whether it be with the current team or elsewhere, and, and you do play. There, it's, just a, it's just a little bit of an extra incentive, and I think it becomes something really, really uh, you, you know, important, and we're a team. So if you're the Calgary Flames, at, at the very least, you can, okay, we made the playoffs, and you, know, you can look and say, hey, here's where we're, here's where we're at, and here's what we can offer. But, but if you're a successful team, then you might be able to attract other players. Like losing Kachuk and losing Goudreau, they were able to get Kadri. I mean, they they were able to get uh, Jonathan Huberto and Weger on longer-term contracts. And we can debate how they're going to look, but they were able to do that because the team had success. I think even if players leave or management makes a decision to say, hey, listen, we can't sign to that contract. We're going to have to let you go you might be able to attract some other players. I mean, Blake Coleman came to the Calgary Flames. I mean, they were ready to pay him. I think Blake's been a real good, solid player for the for the Flames in his time here. But if you don't have success, I think that's where it becomes really hard to, 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 to ice a competitive team. Because now 
your good players don't want to be here. And now other players don't want to come, but you know, well, and even if you're out of the playoffs, you can trade some of these players at, uh, to, to, to the trade deadline. I would be shocked. I, I, like I really would be, I'll say this now, if the flames aren't in the playoffs next year, I, I, I think they have too many good players uh, to not qualify for the playoffs. I'm not saying it's easy, but I, I'd be shocked if they're not in. Do you think they can compete in the playoffs? Like I, I, I we've got recency bias going on. But you see the teams and the way they're built right now, the teams that are having success, and it's youth and it's speed and it's enthusiasm and it's zoom, zoom, zoom. Now, Daryl Sutter does not, well, I don't know that he coaches that way and he certainly doesn't believe in the youth to play that way. <laughs> but do the Flames have that game in them? Because they were, they were close, even in, with all this dysfunction, they were close to making the playoffs. But I don't know that if they make the playoffs, I'm picking them to beat anyone. And and that's fair enough. And you know, and I guess I, I, we come back to players playing at, uh, to their level of capability. You know, I, I think Jacob Markstrom's good enough. I think the blue line, their defensive play was was really solid this year. And and I think where I look at their team offensively, can they find like you talk that zip? that that pace that quickness and it, it doesn't always have to just be an offense it has to be in being able to push teams back and, and i i look at the new jersey devils look at what they did to the rangers they just kept pushing them back and like yes they have hughes and hisher and and some really good players but also the bottom end of their lineup i mean michael mcleod scores the uh, winning goal shorthanded because of that speed and that that ability to to, to keep opponents off balance. I think that that's what they need a lot more of, Rhett. I think that, and I, I and my own feeling is, is it everybody wants high-end skill, but I think if you're trying to build your team out, the easiest place, not, not that it's easy, is to try to find guys with speed that can play in the bottom part of your forward group. I think that's where the Penguins find themselves. I don't worry about Crosby or Malkin or Gensel. Those guys, I worry about the bottom end of their forward group, the, those third and fourth lines. And, and and I'll go back to your own experiences. You go back and you knew when you were going out on the ice, you go, uh-oh, I might be headed in my own zone this shift. And you know it was comforting when you had it, you're out with a forward group of third or fourth line that could keep the pressure on the other team. And you knew what it was like as a defenseman to have to face those teams. I think that that's where the Flames are short right now. And I, I wonder, you make a good point there because they're, I'll call it their fourth line last year. I feel like that was, that was just dead ice time. Yeah. Like there was, there was nothing productive about it. And I don't think you need your fourth line to produce 50 points per player or anything like that. But what you need your fourth line to do is produce some energy and where you can throw them out there. They're going to get in the offensive zone and the other team's not going to like playing against them. They're going to create chaos and havoc and fatigue for the other team that might be the best way the flames can improve their roster is to insert whether it's youth and guys that are there like Pelcher, or this or I, I don't know where everybody slots in as far as that's concerned but having a fourth line that can actually contribute and have a role and and and, and be more effective might be a huge game changer for the squad 
Well, and, and I think it does. I mean, you, you you think of some of the good teams you played on. You've been to the Stanley Cup final three times, and you 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 consider like you know some of the players you had on those teams, and they might not have shown up big in the in the in, on the score sheet or in the stats uh, summary, but but they were players that carried play for you and kept you in the games and helped you win. And I, I those become really really significant for success. And I don't think the Flames have enough of that. Just to your point. And you bring it up only because I I can think of it. Our team in, in Buffalo, we had Hashik, and then we had a bunch of speedsters up front. I mean, that that was that's what it was. They weren't name guys. They were just fast. And I think that people underestimate the speed of the 0304 team. It was a different era, and it was tougher hockey, blah, blah, blah. But Chris Clark, Lombardi – there was a whole whack Donovan. There was a whole whack of guys that could fly around and get to pucks and pressure the other team. If the flames can start doing some of that, then maybe there's a chance. I've yeah, been bitching about I, the flames, I, I, so I don't know. Yeah, no, and I agree, but, but you, you know, but looking at a specific area and then trying to find out, okay, who are the players that could fit that role, right? You talk about Sean Donovan. Sean Donovan was no fun to play against because he was so fast. He had weight to his game, and he closed on your heart. Like, you knew you had to make a play. I mean, Chris Clark was like that, you know, Matthew Lombardi. But you, you consider the different types of players that can impact the game in different ways. Yeah, there was Jerome there, and there was Jelena there, and certainly, you know, Connie had his, had his roles and everything. But bottom line is those other players were no fun to play against. They had a real different identity this year without Gibranson on the back end and obviously without Kachuk for so many reasons. It's so hard right now, Craig, to watch Kachuk because he's just, there may not be a better player in the playoffs. He's doing absolutely everything. But you really, you could count on him to provide that kind of spark and energy. And we talked about a lot that pulls guys into the into the scrap and into the fire a little bit. And Gibranson, in, in a day where you don't need the nuclear deterrent big tough guys, he was kind of that and gave you some good, decent minutes. Crazy to look back and think that you'd be lamenting the loss of a guy like Gibranson, but I think that they did miss him a bit this year. Well, they put they put Gibranson into a good spot. They put Zadorov into a really good spot. They didn't ask them to do more than they were capable of. Red will tell you this, and I know this about Daryl. Daryl will never ask you to do more than you're capable of, but you better not give him less. And he'll try to put you in spots where you can excel. He won't put you, he'll try to, he'll, he'll make sure he doesn't put you in a bad spot, but you better not give him less. And I think for Eric and Branson, Sidorov is another example, you know, just being able to take their game and just, hey, here's the parameters, here's the line. Now just go and play in that regard. I talked to Nikita last year. He, what was he, a scratch after the first two games for nine or ten games in a row? And then he came back. And Nikita said, he goes, I've never been on. He goes, every day the coaches, Daryl and the coaches spent time with me. Here's what we need from you. Here's what we need from you. He goes, in the past, I just would go to the press box. I'd wait for somebody to tell me I'm in the lineup. He goes, they worked with me every day during that stretch. He goes, and I came back with a really clear understanding of what I needed to do. And I think that Eric had a, uh, had a really good season with the Calgary Flames. Obviously, you go and get that type of a contract offer from, from, from Columbus, you're going to take it and good for Eric. But, you know, understanding where players fit into your lineup and then just asking them to do that, I, I think that's, that, that's another really important element. You, you don't have to ask Eric Branson to run your power play. 
the penalty killing last year with Eric. And, and Eric was able to swing to the left side a lot of times, penalty killing with Tanev. That was a really good group, a really good pair killing penalties as well. Well, we can move on before we let you go. And I, I know the answer to this question because I, I saw on Twitter the, cool, the episode 135 is out of the Cool Button Hockey podcast that I saw you on TSN. We were talking about uh, the Oilers in Vegas, the Golden Knights starting tonight. Safe to say you share in our uh, enthusiasm for the Oilers going into this series? I do because I think they found a way to, to push the offense, and they have a lot of offense in Edmonton, against a really good L.A. Kings defensive team. And, you know, I think the Vegas Golden Knights, those six defensemen, you know, they have two number one defensemen in Theodore and Petrangelo on their blue line. And I think that when you look at uh, th- th- those six guys, their record with those six defensemen in the lineup, McNabb, Haig, White Cloud, Martinez, it- it- it's off the charts. But I like the fact that Edmonton was able to find a way to, to-, to really, uh, you know, get uh, L.A. out of their game. They're going to have to do the same thing against Vegas, and I think they can. And you have those kind of spin-off effects sometimes when and we're seeing it in Edmonton where where Bouchard's play has elevated with the addition of Matthias Ekholm. So it's not just the insertion of Matthias Ekholm, it's what it's done for some other guys around him. Minutes, situational play, everybody's a little bit better. What it's I I I saw Domi had three assists for Dallas last night, but I just can't think of a deadline deal that's had a bigger impact in the league. I think one of the things, too, that really, really happened uh, is it took some of the burden off of Darnell Nurse having that home there. And like, Darnell Nurse was was the player on the left side that had to do all the heavy lifting. He had to do it all. Now Ekholm can share in that. And I think that eases the burden on uh, on Darnell. Darnell is going to give you everything he's got. That's just the way he's wired. That's the way he plays. And I think just, you know, taking some of that pressure off, you know, Boomer, I saw it with our team in Dallas. We had Darian Hatcher, big, strong, competitive, you know, impact the game. But when we got Daryl Sador, Daryl was able to take some of the offensive pressure off. He, I mean, he wasn't a physical player like Darian, but he was able to take some of that offensive pressure off of Darian and really allow Darian to just kind of zero in. Again, going back to here's what we need from you. And we don't need anything more. Just give us that. And I think that the Ekholm trade has, has had tentacles not only for Bouchard, not only for their defensive play, but also for Darnell Nurse. And you know that that's I think that's the definition of an impact trade. I was just thinking about this, and I don't want to keep you for too long. But we had Frank Cervelli on yesterday, and they're talking about the fallout with the New York Rangers. And I know that or that the uh, yeah with the Rangers and with the Boston Bruins. I know that Boston had their exit uh, interviews and all that sort of thing there the panthers were one of the best teams in the league last year so to lose to florida seem it's 43 points it's a huge upset but how big of an upset is it and for the leafs to beat the lightning and for the devils to beat the rangers there's really no shame in any of these losses but their first round losses and the expectations are high and the money is in the millions and millions of dollars to think that Gerard Gallant or just some of these guys could possibly be in danger of losing their job is is crazy to me. I guess just thoughts on either Boston or maybe the Rangers with where they go from here now. Well, I, I, probably the first thing I would suggest to Don Sweeney and to uh, and to Chris Drury is phone Julian Breathwalk. 
<laughs> they they went through or or phoned Steve Eisman who was there and you know what was your thought process going through that and you know certainly you know the, the, there's there's the disappointment then there's like how did this happen and then you get mad and and then you have other pressures coming in and I I, I think being able to keep a, a modicum of rationale in these moments is really important because to be knee jerk you you know you usually don't realize you're knee jerk. I shouldn't say you realize you're knee jerk or reacting, but you don't realize the impact of being knee jerk until it's too late, you know, and, and, and you've made a move and you're going, why did we do that? We've seen teams do that in the past, you know, make moves based on, you know, immediately prior results. And when you think about, and, and I remember, I remember the Tampa Bay Lightning saying this, they go, we had a bad eight days versus Columbus. So we're going to throw everything else out, but Julian Breesbar recognized there were some things that had to change. We, we talked about, they added Blake Coleman. They added Barkley Goodrow. Again, we talked about the Flames earlier, Boomer. You know, the thing, they had all the skill, but they didn't have enough of that other part of their game. And I think that, you know, we're watching Yanni Gord now play for the Seattle Kraken. I mean, he was an instrumental part of the success in Tampa Bay. So I, I think the Bruins, like, have to, I, I read something by, by Chara where he was talking about, hey, some of the older players that's coming closer to the end, who are the younger players that are going to take on the mantle? And I think that that becomes uh, something really significant for Don Sweeney. I think for Chris Drury, I liked what they did last year and going into the play. I liked the addition of Andrew Kopp. I, I, I didn't think that they did the things that strengthened their team this year. Patrick Kane's a Hall of Famer. They had already traded for Tarasenko. It was almost like they got caught into this we're Broadway, we're MSG, we need to, uh, you know, bring the stars in. Andrew Kopp was a really key addition last year to their team. Patrick Kane, as, as good as he is and what a great Hall of Famer he is, he, he didn't have the same impact for the Rangers as Andrew Kopp did last year. Yeah. It's uh, these poor GMs, eh, Craig? These GMs yeah. are so much pressure, <laughs> so much, all these tough decisions. Do you miss it? Is there a party that still you kind of miss it, or are you happy to just kind of be free of all that pressure and stress? Because it's got to be more stressful. What, what, what you love being boomer, I'll tell you. What you love being part of. There's nothing better than being part of a team because a team has a very clear goal on what they're trying to achieve, right? And and you have people sacrificing players that are all in, and it's come playoff time that you sit down and you say, geez, that like you can feel it in, in your bones. And I think that's when you miss it. Do you miss it in November? No. Do you miss it in January? No. And certainly, you know, again, there's there's nothing that I think gets, uh, gets the juices flowing, gets your attention more than, than pursuing something that you can only achieve as a, as a collective group. You can't do it individually. And that's exciting. And that's something you just don't get. You don't get in the media. You don't get in doing that job. You get it and be a part of a team. And that's the part I miss. But as I said before, I really like what I'm doing. And uh, I enjoy trying to add different perspectives from my experiences. But this feeling come playoff time, like, like I, get, I get dialed right into it. Yeah, Rhett much prefers this than, uh, than back to his playing days. This is, this is wow. really what uh, yeah. gets his motor running, doing the podcast. Yeah. And the paycheck is phenomenal. That's right. Yeah, that's right. 
he he doesn't miss November or January, like I said, but like <laughs> died in the wool competitors and Rhett was a died in wool competitor and he's no different now. You know, it's this time of the year, the important games when you when you know, you know, Rhett was drafted by the Florida Panthers when Bob Clark was there. And I remember asking Bob Clark one time because I worked with him in Minnesota. I said, like, do you miss playing? He goes, nope. He goes, I'd like to play one more game when I was at the peak of my career when it mattered. That's what he yeah. said he missed. <laughs> cool it's button hockey podcast. Guys. Could, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. true, isn't you it? Download it. it. Yeah. Wherever uh, you get your podcasts, uh, Steve Coolius, Craig Button, Cool Button Hockey Podcast on Twitter, at Cool Button Pod is where you can find it. Uh, great stuff. Enjoying your podcast. Thanks for coming on ours. Maybe in a two or three weeks when we're getting ready for a final, we'll get you back. Love to visit again. Yeah, for sure. Love joining you guys. Uh, and I love listening to you guys. You guys do a fantastic job. So thanks for having me. Thanks, buddy. There you go. There's Craig thanks, Button Craig. with the... Uh, Obviously with TSN, getting ready, he'll be revving up for the uh, NHL draft and the podcast. Busy, busy guy, busy guy. Where'd you go there? Did you have to? Uh, no, the stupid, I, I've got it. The computer is plugged in, but it's not plugged into the wall, Dean. So it doesn't really charge when it's not no, plugged it, into it, the wall? It, it does, it's tough, yeah. Because the cord's into yeah, the laptop, but then the other end... I, I can see the cord plugged into the yeah computer part here. Right, yeah, it's right really, here. It's, plugged it's in. well done. Yeah, they got. They should make out. them better, right? How are you supposed to re- plug you know. both ends in? Let's jump back uh, to the Pinder report. We'll get back into it here for uh, for Village Honda. Just a couple of little things left. It's a game day ret for the Calgary Wranglers. Their series with Abbotsford picks back up after a four day break. Just a four-day break. They have a two-games-to-none lead in the best-of-five series. Jacob Pelche, Matthew Phillips have uh, the overtime winners in games one and two, respectfully. So there you see it. Can wrap it up at the uh, Abbotsford Civic Center Memorial Hockey Arena Stadium tonight. That's how that goes. (laughs) Now, a couple uh, little things here for you. It feels like, and Pinder was saying that people are now sending these in to him. We've been getting them, people are finding them and then submitting them. Um, fans fighting in the stands. This is happening a lot, it turns out. Uh, the latest, following a Game 7 in New Jersey, the Devils, of course, shut out the Rangers. So you see our Ranger fan there. We can we can let this go. We're going to run it through once, and then I kind of went through a bit of a, I mean, it's lefty. a bit of a sucker right there. A bit of a lefty, yeah. Our buddy, the Rangers fan, Ooh, he's just kind of holding up a... Yeah, you got another one there. Oh, now he's in And the then guy spot. in the red pants nice. here, he starts the lawnmower on him a little bit and then giving him the, hey, you, mister, you watch yourself right there. So kind of went back and, and took a look here. So there's our buddy in the in jersey and the guy in the Black Devils, he's going to take a shot right there. Didn't see it coming. And if you watch, watch the wife, she, even, even the, the lady friend gets clipped oh. on the jaw right there with the left as it comes through. Real gentleman. And then you'd think Guy would be ready. He just took one. He's going to get popped a second time. Get your hands Guy. up, dude. No, and now it's not, an odd man situation. He's never, he's never fought a lefty. He's not used to that. It's coming from a different angle. The Devils definitely have some extra attackers here. He's giving them the what's up. And the, the what's, so I slow this down. Is that down guy so got a chain on? Couple, 
Wait, wait. Come outside, you fuck. Oh, yeah, he's got a real chain going. Whoa. Yeah. Like a so, uh, chain chain. I know. He was he was willing to sucker punch the guy holding the sign, but he wanted no part of uh, dude with the chain around his neck. And I don't well, know, do the wife took a, a, a glancing blow. He lost his glasses somewhere in this melee. It's It's a tough one. It's, and he was coming through, held off on that second left, but How then dude's not there? ready. Oh. And then down he goes. Look at Red Pants. Whoopty, whoopty, whoopty there. Now, it must be that guy ahead of him that started all this kerfuffle. Right? Because that guy that got punched, he's looking up. Yeah. And I like guy in, with the red hat. He gets in there. He's like, yeah, see ya. See ya, buddy. Pop. Poor mama. You know what? I get the feeling this isn't the first time he's done this sort of thing in public. Well, she, she seems she very was much not stunned by this. She very nope. yeah. This seems not phased. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, New York. <sighs> See, that's why you gotta wear the right jersey. You can't be mucking around in New York. You dummy. Watch Red Hat Bam. come down the stairs here. Hey, fuck you. Come outside, you fuck. Come on. And then Red Hat gets right in his face. Yeah, see ya. Thanks for joining. Thanks for joining the fray. Good stuff. And the last uh, thing to wrap up the Pinder Report. There's nothing time-sensitive about this, but I saw it, and it had been released in the last day or so, and then I saw some other guys retweeting it, so I thought I'd share it with you. because I... Here's two guys. It's a couple of guys. They go by the Shep mates on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. They're a pair of Aussie twins. So just hang on for a sec, Alex. Uh, they're Aussie twins, and they've put out some videos where they lip sync the play-by-play -play commentators of various sports. Then they add their own kind of flair to it. I'm not sure how they decided to do this clip, but the latest video they put out is their take on the Oilers broadcast team of Jack Michaels and Bob Stoffer calling the Edmonton Calgary line brawl from February of 2020. Take a take a watch. Shot redirected behind Talbot, poked in by Gagne, but it's going to be waved off. And now Talbot lands a couple of shots on Gagne. And yeah, there's history. And there's history between Gagne Giordano and Gagne. Goes after Mark Giordano and hit him twice. And now he's being held from behind. And now we've got a wild scrum with fights breaking out all over the place. Mangiapane and Jason. Giordano has Gagne wrapped up. And Matthew Kachuk and Ethan Bear are going to drop the gloves. Bear belts him with the right hand. Kachuk counters with a straight right. Right hook, Ethan Bear. Left jab, Matthew Kachuk. And now we're going to have a goalie fight. Bear throws the right hand. Here comes Cam Talbot and Mike Smith. They're going to go with center ice. Talbot short with a right hand. Smith, three clubbing right hands. Right hand Talbot. Big right-handed shot from Mike Smith. This is the battle of Alberta we've been waiting for for three decades. <laughs> Now, apologies if you're just listening, because that's basically you just listened to the fight call one more time. But the, calls. the cadence, the memorization of every word, and I do like dude that got up, the Bob Stoffer in the background, he's so into it. He's he's forgotten about all the play altogether. So they do some uh they do some videos on darts, some <laughs> the crazy dart calls, and they've done some European soccer. So there you go. Chef mates if uh 
if you're so interested. That is the Pinder Report. It is a presentation of Village Honda paying top dollar for your vehicle. They've got a million dollars to do it. Sell them your vehicle. Get a tropical cruise for two. You can find out more online, villagehonda.com. Or in the Northwest Auto Mall. Go and say, uh, go say hi to everybody up there in the Northwest Auto. They're your dealership for life. For life. Uh, good visit there with Craig as we wrap that up. Super nice guy. Hardworking. And... Did, did we really kind of get a sense as to what his... What he would do with the older players and younger players... I think because like you said, here's the thing you bring everybody back. Maybe you try and trade them. You don't get anything that you wanted in a trade. All right, bring everybody back. Hey, we're having a hell of a season. This is great. We're in a playoff spot contending for a division could have home ice. Are you going to trade one of these guys? That's maybe having, like you said, a career year in their final year of their contract, which tends to happen. Well, probably not. Are you going to take Lindholm or to if they're having great seasons, you're not going to do it. So then you're, you're watching all these guys leave again, which again is maybe you get the cap space back and you, that's fine, but it's not easy. It isn't. And that's exactly what happened with Goudreau and all the kind of started all the crap that we've had to deal with here in Calgary. So I don't know. He had me convinced a little bit that if they could upgrade the fourth line, maybe we can compete and have a little speed and energy and everyone else can feed off of that. That's a stretch for me, but you know maybe. what though? It's not, it's not the, it's not the answer, but it's part. You need a buzzsaw. You look at some of these yes. other teams. Even look at Florida when Lomberg and Gar when guys like Garnet Hathaway would go out there and cause some shit and get teams kind of back in their heels a little bit. Then all of a sudden, the first line, or the, if there's one line that's maybe dogging it a little bit, it's like okay, well, we better pull our friggin' socks up here because now it's now we're going, and that's how sometimes well, what, it works. And what did what? What was almost the most exciting part of the year for us? Ma Walker. And his play. Because he played yeah. with pace and passion and convict. You're right. He's banging and crashing. Yeah. He's, he's doing what you want. If you had three of those guys on the fourth line, you'd be, okay, we've got something there. But yeah. Daryl would trot out a fourth line that was an anchor. Turnovers, slow. I mean. It, it it wasn't effective, so may, no. maybe that's the difference. I just all of I'm I'm really jumping from side to side on this fence because I feel like an hour ago I blow it up. Please, can we just move on from this chapter of flames in our lives? But you know what? At the, it's easy to say that, but you can't, right? Because guys with contracts, well, there's. But you try, the, the moves that you have available to you and that are at your disposal, you try and do the best you can with those. And I think you're not going to trade Markstrom. You bring him back. I do wonder what they do with Vladar because you'd love to see Wolf graduate. I don't know that there's much left for him to do at the AHL. So if you move Vladar, you get some space there cap-wise and maybe get something for him. I, I just don't think you bring everyone back. If Oliver Shillington is in fact coming back, and with Uyghur now on the scene, and I know we've talked about how many minutes and all of this that, that Noah Hannafin eats, but I just wonder if he's the more replaceable guy. Lindholm's one of your wow. centers. 
and I guess it depends who's going to get you the most in a trade. If somebody's going to give you a significant return on one of them, the, not the other. The only thing, I, yeah, the only issue I have with any of that is the D is probably your strength, right? Like, depending on what Hannafin wants, if you can keep him, it's like we said, he can chew up minutes. I don't think it's your defense that's holding you back, and I don't know of any defense that are coming up through the flame system that are yeah. ready to step in and contribute. Right. And that's why I say, I may, maybe that, cause I, I look at it as, as your area of strength, potentially, where if Shillington comes in and can be a top four in that mix, plus you've added Uyghur, but you're right. There's no, but Tanev's leaving and he's getting older. There's no, yeah, right. Like you're not going to keep, even if you re-sign Tanev, what are you going to get from him as a 34, 35-year-old defenseman? We've been pretty happy with what he's provided. I just... Uh, you know what it comes and, down to, Rhett? I can't... I, I, I have a plan, but I can't give it away on here for free. I mean, if... Yeah, once you do open, your interview... Give me a call. Once, yeah, once you get your interview, you'll I'm do beating around the bush here on this thing, but I mean, I've got it all figured out for you. Uh, Want to do something here for McLeod Law. Get yourself ready, Retro because I'm going to need about four minutes of your time. Uh, McLeod Law, Peter Klein, really one of the best, if not the best, when it comes to personal injury lawyers. When you have that injury, workplace, whatever it is, you've got all of a sudden so much to deal with. Well, what are we doing with uh, insurance and this medical claim and the legal side of it? And what is it now that I'm getting let? You let Peter Klein and his staff handle all of that. You get well, you get better, take care of yourself, and they take care of the rest. And to know that you've got someone with years and years of experience that are the best in the business at what they do, and they are on your team fighting for you, there's nothing better than that. Social media at LLP. You see the calgarypersonalinjury.ca or the, uh, the main email, mcleod-law.com. Memory lane, we're going to do this again. I just did it yesterday, but now that we're in the playoffs and significant things happen in the playoffs. Marty Jelenaut, 2004, May 3rd, against the Detroit Red Wings. We all know how this goes. Uh, in this game, now this is, I, I had kind of forgotten about it. This was a scoreless game. Where scoreless. Mika and I, just hang on, because I, I want to listen to it. There's something I want to tell you about this feed. He, First Flames goalie at the time to get consecutive playoff shutouts. 69 combined saves and back-to-back -back victories for Kipper. As the Flames, your Flames, are victorious here. This is Now, a lot of us have heard, this was, I remember at the time, this was one of my favorite play-by-play -play calls. It's Steve Levy and Darren Pang on ESPN. And the rink, because remember at this time, the rink was so loud. It was so loud. It was making... People were talking about it league-wide, how crazy the crowds were in Calgary all of a sudden. And I was working in Red Deer at the time, and I just had the clip. So the Red Wings are done, and the Flames are moving on. It was one of my favorite calls from that entire, obviously Peter Marr with the yeah baby, yeah baby kind of stuff. But I want to run this from start to finish. This is about four minutes of your life. Uh, enjoy it. Let's go back to May 3rd of 2004. He's hit up high by Hatcher. Leopold is shooting around. 60 seconds left in the first sudden death overtime period. Here's Conroy now. Loose puck oh in front. Jelena came flying through. That shot from the Gilder stop. Shot. Oh! 
it for the Calgary Flames in sudden death overtime. The Red Wings are done, and the Flames are moving on. exciting goals I've ever seen now. We have to talk about your goaltender, Mika Kiprasov. What a goaltender duel it was out there. What's it like knowing that he's between the pipes for you guys? Oh my god, how good has he been? Uh, to shut out the twin uh, wings back to back uh, and the, the saves he made, 35 tonight, point blank. We have so much confidence in him. He's uh, He's been the best goalie this year. He's awesome. Jerome, the team pulls the upset over Vancouver. You pulled the upset tonight over the Red Wings, a team many thought were going to the Stanley Cup Finals. a lot to everybody in our room. Uh, we really believed all year. It's been hard work. Uh, this is so much fun. Our, our fans have been awesome and, uh, you know, we want to keep going. This is, uh, we're going to enjoy this for a day or two and, and uh, they're ready to hopefully try and go further. Talk about what it's been like playing in front of these fans. This is the loudest building I've ever been in. Yeah, it's the loudest building I've been in. Uh, they, they've been awesome. They're, they're, uh, I think uh, they show either the best hockey fans. They support us in the tough times. It's great to see us 
finally uh, be able to give something back and enjoy it with them. Um, congratulations. Thanks a lot, Eric. Hey, talk real quick about looking ahead to either San Jose or Colorado. What do you think? Oh, I don't know. It's, it's pretty tough. Um, we're excited to, to just be in the next one and have an opportunity to play either team. Jerome, thanks so much. Congratulations. Thank you. Thoughts as you as you take all of that in. I get teary-eyed seeing my buddy Monty. And I thought Jerome did one hell of a job with that interview. <laughs> with the noise that's going on. And uh it, trying to, you know, and, and give real answers instead of just, oh, 100 yeah. percent You know, he he had some insight and some some feeling to it. So and it was damn loud in there. And, and, and one other thing, mm -hmm. Daryl's been a, a whipping boy here for, you know, over the <laughs> recently. Mm -hmm. Well, if you go back and watch that clip, what's the first thing he does? Standing behind a bench. It's a quick handshake, and he walks over to all the guys that weren't playing. Gives Chris Simon a yeah. hug. All those guys that weren't in the line. That's the Daryl Sutter I know. It's hard. It's borderline hard to watch that because of where we sit now. You have that whole conversation about the flames, this and Daryl, that and all the, all the whole, the domes, this, and, and yeah, that's a long time ago, but how young Daryl is there and that crowd, no one was leaving. The game was over and that crowd, because they hadn't felt that in forever flags and on the glass and losing their minds beasley was just screaming i, I had to, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah like beasley just losing it darian hatcher destroyed right we forget how good that wings team was he was just crushed and like you say to see iggy and and robin and all of those guys um Let's get back there. It's just the only thing I can think of. That was just one of the best times ever. And you were right in, right in the thick of all of that. And then you win and the Stu, next series. And Stu almost didn't get in the building because I forgot to leave him a ticket. That's right. That's right. So that is a heck of a memory from May 3rd of 2004. When it comes to, uh, it's what McLeod Law is all about. They're Calgary through and through Calgary roots, big part of their longstanding client relationships. They understand the city and the people in it and the way that things work like the communities that they serve McLeod law, varied, diverse, and share a commitment to making a positive impact on our city. Cloud law. Yeah. I, uh, I love that clip. I love that call. And it is neat to hear because I think we've all seen and what it also does is it gives you different camera angles because that's the ESPN feed. So everyone is usually that one shot of you throwing your helmet down. This time you kind of get the side, the side view and some different reactions. So I just wanted to share that whole thing. But it's. Uh... <sighs> you miss it. There's a new generation of Flames fans that deserve that. And it's weird because that generation of Flames fans hadn't really had it either. Mm -hmm. There had been a lot yeah. of misery for a long time for, with the organization. And then you had that. So that it, I think it ignited a fire in a lot of people again. This, we, needed a, we, we needed another run. We need that kind and of then, passion in the city. Yeah. 
And then thousands went out on 17th for the Red Mile. That also became that thing. So I don't know if that makes you feel good or bad. I'm not sure what that uh, what that does. But I thought I was thought I'd share that with you old. today. It gets a little a little emotional. A little emotional. Hey, Mother's Day is coming up on May 14th. That's something like next weekend, I believe. Ooh. So I want to get it uh, into your ear holes again. Vina Nova, if you if if you just did what Red did there, you kind of ooh. You don't need to ooh. You just need to say yes. Vinanova. Vinanova.com. They are the only store in Calgary that specializes exclusively in lab-grown diamonds. They've got it for you. Lab-grown diamonds can save you 60, 70, 80% off what you're going to pay on mined diamonds. And in a lot of cases, these are of better quality. In most cases. Vinanova.com is the website. But I would, you know, you can see it on online. You go to that downtown showroom, second level of Stephen Avenue place, pick out something nice for mom, wife, whatever it is, and uh, you're going to be a winner. You cannot go wrong with Vina Nova. The 14th. Today is the third. Seven. Yeah, it's next weekend. Brunch? Seven days. Yeah. You take the shoveler for, br for brunch? Is that what you do? Because you're not here. You can't I have. Vina Nova. I can. I could call Justin. That was my address. Yeah, that's the other thing. If you need to have something sent, you know, you need something. They do it. Uh, they do it on a regular basis. They'll take care of you. He does have your address, eh? It's kind of speed dial. He knows exactly how to get uh, first name basis with the shoveler. He calls her the shoveler. Hey, shoveler. How are hey. You? How are you? Good to see you. What's the temperature? So I asked you earlier what it's, it's, it's hot as, uh, it's, it's summer hot here. there. Yeah. yeah. It's summer hot. We're right now 25, getting up to about 27, Perfect. 28 today. Yeah. I can see you've been out in the sun. Look at the tan you got. Yeah. Yeah. Have to apply my SPF, take care of my friggin' forehead. But what it also means is, yeah. If, if you've already done what we've said to do, and that's contact Green Drop, then before you know it, those green keepers are going to be sliding by your place and getting the, getting the work in. If you go with the beautiful premium package with Green Drop, which is the one, yeah, it's, it's the premium one, but the value is there. In addition to the weed control, which is perfect, and the micronutrients and fertilization and all of that, they include the aeration, and if you haven't had this done in a, a couple of years, you need to get this done. Overseeding, the ex exclusive soil booster is exclusive to Green Drop, and you don't need to worry about it. You don't need to be, oh, did I over-fertilize here? They're going to look at your lawn and find the shady parts and the sunny parts and then apply it accordingly. They know what they're doing, and it's more affordable than you think. And if you go on onto our YouTube feed and you find the Green Drop uh, QR code, it's going to save you a little bit of dough as well. So we would recommend you do that. Enjoy your summer outdoors in your yard. Peter Marr does it. Why wouldn't you do it? If it's good for Peter Marr, it's got to be good for all of us. There it is. Snap that QR code and get yourself a nice little savings with Green Drop. Greendrop.com. I believe Peter Marr is coming on just a game with Rob Kerr today. How come he goes on the, the Rob Kerr's show and he doesn't, you don't invite him? Do you got an issue with Peter Marr? I, I don't have I an issue Peter with Peter Marr. I'm a good friend with Peter Marr. You well, that's why I wonder why him. haven't you have you haven't invited him? It's our show. 
seems ignorant on your part. We'll do our Betway bets, and uh, we'll get on with our we'll get on with our day. There's two games in the NHL tonight, Red. I don't know if you knew that. A couple games, two playoff games tonight. Let's Betway, the Betway app on your phone. We'll gloss over it. New Jersey, Carolina. I'm just going with a straight up money line bet here on the Devils. Yeah. Carolina's been off for a little bit. I think the Devils are feeling it. They're rolling. Hey, play on the road, play at home. We don't care. Plus 100 for a Devils win of any kind tonight. And Edmonton, Las Vegas, or Vegas as they're called. I'm doing a little combo, a little parlay. Oilers, money line, and a two-point night for Leon Dreisaitl. Plus 200 for the money line win and Leon two points or more for the Oilers tonight. Those are my Betway bets of the day what's his nickname leon i don't know yeah is it uh is it salty i'm I just uh, i haven't he heard a nickname oh i don't is i don't it... know i'm sure there is one i'm sure there is one because you're not gonna call him but it hit leon. me it's hit me over the last it hit me last round where because there was there were very few things that felt better than an Oilers loss. It was nothing feels. I just love the Oilers. And I don't know if it's because we're in so not cahoots, but we work alongside these Oiler nations guys, although whatever, but I don't know. Cause I'm with you. I, it's because they're I playing want... Vegas. We don't like Vegas. Yeah. That's all it is. I guess so. I guess so. Huh. Uh, tomorrow Pinder will be back on the program we believe he'll have all kinds of, he'll be talking and talking and he'll he has got some sun for sure there's no doubt about that all is, he will either not and, shut his yap or he'll be so wore out from acting like an idiot he won't be able to talk i'm not sure which it'll be he'll be wore out he'll be yeah he'll be wore out he'll still talk and he'll also have plans within 48 hours to go out and get bombed at a soccer game or something there that yes. you, you know that's going to happen that will be the uh, the story well, it's patio thanks weather. for uh, yeah that's right thanks for being a part of the program thanks to Craig Button check out the cool button po- hockey podcast on uh, wherever you get your podcasts and uh, we'll be back tomorrow go oilers oilers Is that how you end the show now no, okay, okay. there you go see you tomorrow buddies Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry shampoo, Chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers: Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O S E A Malibu.com code GLOW.